welcome. We are so thankful that you are joining us today on our podcast, Our Shared Humanity. Our show is sponsored by the Healing and Reconciliation Institute and also through the donations and support of our listeners. Our show amplifies and celebrates the personal stories and teachings of healing and reconciliation in order to invoke our shared humanity. Each month, we welcome guests to our show where we learn more about their personal commitment to healing and reconciliation, the teachings that have helped them in their voyage, and the hopeful stories of circles that are happening all over the country and the world. We welcome you to join us by subscribing to our podcast and also checking out our organization's website, hricommunity.org. Please also consider making a contribution towards our listeners to sustain this work and these special teachings of the elders. Thank you so much. Rise up, all you warriors of love, all you answers to the prayers of our ancestors from above. Today, we welcome our special guest to a circle on healing the sacred masculine, and I welcome Andy Cole as today's special host. Welcome, Andy. Thank you, Maya, so much, and thank you to these these wonderful gentlemen who I have the great good fortune to know. So my name is Andy Cull. I am an attorney, a peacemaker of mixed European heritage, and I'm coming to you from Wabanaki country, also known as Brunswick, Maine. And I have, again, my, my absolute pleasure to introduce this amazing circle here. So we have Gisitanamuk. Gisitanamuk is a Wampanoag gentleman from the Mashpee community in what is known today as Massachusetts. He is coming to you, coming to us from Mi'kmaq territory, also known as New Brunswick on the Canadian side of the imaginary line. Gistanamuk is an elder, a wisdom keeper, a, a former professor at the University of Maine, and I could go on. Gistanamuk, welcome. Wonderful to have you here. We also have Mike Najuan. Mike Najuan is an Ojibwe gentleman, an Eagle Clan, a Medewan man. He'll tell you he is a construction worker from Northern Ontario. In the circles I've, I've had the pleasure of knowing, they call him Grandpa Mike. He's a wisdom keeper and uh, with a particular connection to Indigenous prophecy. So Mike, welcome. Wonderful to have you. We have Dwayne Toma coming to you from the great Passamaquoddy Nation in down East Maine, near Sipayak and Indian Township, where his people come from. Dwayne is a, a Passamaquoddy speaker and a wisdom keeper. And what a pleasure to have you here, Dwayne, with us. And then finally, in our circle, we have Stephen Aravallo coming to you from Esalen Rumson territory, which is his nation on the west coast of Turtle Island, also known as Monterey County, California. So. What a pleasure to welcome uh, each of you here. And Gistanamuk, if you could say a few words to open this circle for us in a good way. Inachiha manitu. Gunista yukisuk. Yuna yopiantamwe pitakwewa kashkanawachi nimatenuku nawajeno nushua kunawajena. Nishongizuk yohajena yukisuk. Kisukwan kata kuta patanumshina. Ah, uh, Hasko Ekwasen, Hasko Ekwasen, 
The sacred feminine is put upon the earth knowing uh, her responsibility, knowing her connections to the earth and, and to being that portal of life. What it seems to me that's happened is that at some point uh, the men wanted that. They didn't want to do the work for that connection. And they destroyed the sacred feminine and they created an emptiness within themselves. And that search and that movement across the earth has played out in a continued destruction of, of the sacredness of the female energy, which is the mother herself. Part of the healing of the men is to acknowledge and honor the help in such a way, the sacred feminine to empower the women, to help the women be strong. And in their strength, we too can start gaining our own strength and our own healing, not to oppress, not to be those things. And so that's where I think we really need to look. And this is uh, the time on the earth that is spoken about this when the women will rise up again. Maliki Gnawil, Gamaj Apid, Maliki Gnawil. The woman is very strong. The utmost respect. We've thought and carried these traditions on for thousands of years. To lift up the woman. And to show the utmost respect. Some Gomaj Maliki Gnawil at Lokadig, because it's very, very strong what we're doing. It's very sacred. The woman is very, very sacred. Help her to rise. Negumna, towards Negumna, which Ukemkun, she too will help us and guide us. So, Gazalmanen, Apijig Gamaj, Sami Malikigna will Apid. We have the utmost respect for the woman because she's very strong. Kichi Gigwasin, our mother. Amsquasewe, the first people have always felt that way and continue to feel that way today. Thank you, Dwayne. Let's thank you for your words and your language. Before I even speak on this topic, I wanted to say which is much honor and esteem to the divine feminine, to the women of our people and to the women of our island and to the women all over the world. I kind of wanted to speak on some of the history of how this all occurred. I'm not sure if everybody knows about some of the world history, but a lot of it had to deal with Greeks and Romans. It goes pretty far back when they were kidnap the seven sibyls and they would take take the divine feminine the most powerful women in the world and they would take those divine feminine and they would have them as their oracle so they kidnapped them themselves and kept the medicine for themselves and this was worldwide there's seven sibyls because there's seven continents so they took the seven most powerful women workers and they used them for their own uh, intentions and their own 
uh, takeover of this, not only this energy, but of the physical world. And it continued into the invasion of the tur of Turtle Island. It continued with the, I would say, like the confusion on whether or not the woman needs to be uh, held in high esteem or whether or not the woman was held in low esteem. And that was their ideal, never our ideal. We've been colonized with this. We've been colonized with their ideals. And we've taken this on within our own communities for the last 500, you know, 300 years, depending on who else has been conquered and at what time. Um, but with this rise and this awareness that's happening all over the world, more people are starting to realize that as even as men, we cannot hold power without acknowledging that we come from a woman's source, that we, you know, we were literally birthed out of a woman. So if we're also powerful as men, you know, how are we powerful as men without the woman counterpart? It, it doesn't make sense. The woman is literally the backbone to us and within society, within culture, within spirituality. Uh, a lot of our workers traditionally were women. There weren't a lot of medicine men. It was mostly a medicine women. And they would hand that medicine to certain men when the man was able to stand in balance with divine feminine, divine masculine. It wasn't until then that the, that those particular men in that path would have become medicine men or shamans or workers respectfully they had to acknowledge that there was a balance needed in order to hold medicine that powerful that you couldn't just hold it with a toxic masculine ideal and and vice versa you wouldn't be able to hold it with a toxic feminine ideal it all becomes balanced energy both macro and micro steven i'm seeing a lot of nodding hearts and thumbs up and um to the truth that you're speaking let's pass this back across Turtle Island to Gistanamuk. I think the, I think what we're what we're having to to deal with here is a loss of memory, a kind of an amnesia. You know, for us as men, you know, we've forgotten what it was like to to actually be responsible and to actually be a, a life giver with the with the women. We were given a, a, a special responsibility to feed families, to maintain life in our communities. We had to take life. Everything that we did was a ceremony, and 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 we we would honor the life of everything. You know, we would never take things for granted. We were very mindful of what we said and how we said it and why we said it. That was the whole basis, and that gift was was a response of the, the sacred feminine to all of us, you know. So I'm, I'm really honored to, to be in the circle with you, with you men, you know, to, to re recall that now. And I'll just, you know, stop here with, the, with this image of the sacred pipe. Um, we all know that that pipe, the sacred pipe comes in two parts, you know. And, and for me, the idea about ceremony, ceremony is the blueprint of how we're supposed to conduct ourselves at all times, you know. And we all know that there's a bowl and there's a stem. Almost everybody who understands the sacred pipe understands that the bowl is the feminine. And, and what we are doing by movement and voice is we are addressing the feminine. She holds the fire, she holds the tobacco, she holds the thoughts and the prayers. The stem empowers that to happen without any obstruction. We're there to do that. It's like this concentric circles. 
you know, and right at the center of the circle is the sacred, and it's and it's the 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 holy place of our little ones, our newborns, and our little ones. And right next to them, as we go out to that circle, are the elders, are the old people, you know. And there's a there's a direct link between those newborns and those elders, you know, that they're matched with that kind of wisdom because those little ones are bringing back something from the other side. There's a memory, there's a continuity, and those elders shape that with their life. And then the next part of that concentric circle are the women. They're looking at all the realms of the community, of family, and they're taking care of that. That's their their responsibility. Whether we're talking about our, our longhouses or we're talking about our communities, our nations, our confederacies, the relation with the earth, that's what they're doing and that's their their focus and as men we're we're at the next in line we have an added responsibility not only are we looking inward to the community and to what the women are doing but every one of those parts of that circle we are responsible to take care of you know we take care of the women we take care of the 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 elders and the and the hobisoons the little ones you know but we're also looking out on the horizon we're seeing what out there that we need to pay attention to what might be coming here you know so you know i i look at the the sacred pipe just like that you know that pipe brings that energy that's required so that the women can do what they need to do and that makes me really feel good to be an indigenous man in this time not jihad the thing about wisdom is it's not it it comports with being human what i'm hearing from each of you resonates with me as a human because of its truth and you know it's like there's been a bad investment over the last several thousand years and sometimes you have to cut your losses and move forward so how do we do that how do we heal as men whether we're indigenous whether we're non-indigenous for me i'd like to uh speak about the spiritual aspects uh, that we've set aside as humanity. Part of prophecy talks about a time when the four colors of man would be on Turtle Island. And so the thinking that we've been walking with has been a mindful thinking, which is uh, a pyramid uh, that comes from the top up. Our thinking uh, at one time, uh, which we're getting back to, is a thinking from the bottom up, which it's a hard thinking. Creator touched uh, our chest to put his heartbeat within ours. And that heartbeat that he put in is in sync with the universes and is in sync with the earth and all of creation. But now, uh, over time, uh, with all of these things that our brother has talked about, it's moved it into a thinking. So we carry spiritual sacred water as men, and that's how we procreate. However, the manner in which the thinking has changed about what that instrument that we were given to procreate and, and the procreation that we have is the same as the divine procreation which unfolded the universe. The first thought of the creator was of love. Where are my children? That was a male energy. And in the darkness and when all those stars were sent out, there was a voice, and it was a female voice, and she said, I will be the darkness, 
I will catch your thoughts. And so those thoughts that he had, had a place to, to move and, and take seed. And so in the human form, a man and a woman come together, that coming together is supposed to be in an act of love, in an act of procreation, in, a mac, in an act of continuing life and the life circle. You know, I, I, I don't uh, pretend that I walk this way on the earth all of this time. I've walked with those thoughts yeah. that have been brought to okay? I, I, I've walked that way. I've walked with alcohol. I've walked with drugs. I've walked with the thinking that was brought here. And I've healed from that. And the thing is, the Western me uh, methods, and my daughter has just done a paper on this, the Western methods only focus on the mental aspects, on the emotional aspects of healing. And the part that needs healing is the spirit. And so our thinking doesn't come from here. Our thinking as spiritual beings comes from our heart. Everything that we do, if somebody hurts us, there's a hurt in our heart. That hurt goes to our mind. Our mind has thinking and then our body can react or not react to that thinking. What am I gonna do with this thought that's in my heart? An act of love. If you have a feeling of something good, it goes to your heart. Your heart communicates with your mind. Your mind has thoughts of doing something and it moves into an action. And so the problem is that the thinking that we have, if we can sit here and we can read a book and that book goes into our mind, that mind thinking goes down into our hearts, creates an emotion, creates a likeness that's in our, in our being and moves back up, then it's a reversal of the way that we're supposed to be walking as humans on this earth with spirit. And, and so the other thing I just wanted to say, you know, when, when, when Nelson Mandela came into power uh, over the, over the uh, minority whites and his aide said to him, you know, what are we gonna do? Rubbing his hands together. How are we going to get back at what was done? And, and Nelson Mandela said to his aides, the first thing we need to do is we need to heal. Because if we walk in our hearts with anger, then what we are gonna do, and that is the great fear on the earth right now with the men, that, that if we empower the women, that those women are gonna treat us in the same way that we treated them. And there are many women that are walking that way, bitter and hurt and angry, and they need healing. And our mother is hurt right now, and she's getting ready to do something if we as humans do not start acting accordingly and, and move with these things. The reason we're here as my, as my brother Gisitanamo uh, spoke, it's like we've forgotten. And in all prophecies that I have come across throughout Turtle Island and South America, this is the reason why the four colors of man are here. Because where else are they going to find 
that spiritual healing, but in the ceremonies and in, and in the teachings of the original people of this land. How can the four colors of man come together in China or uh, anywhere else on the earth if the red color of man is not there? The red color of man is here and this is why we're here at this time and so many prophecies on the earth talk about that. We need to adjust our perspectives and how we're thinking about, about life. Climate change is a response to what we're not doing and how we're not thinking about things, you know, and, and it's not it's not an act of vengeance or anything. It's the way that that the feminine is bringing us all back to balance. You know, there's something on the horizon there and it's looking at us and it's coming towards us. And I believe what we're experiencing now in the world and what we're experiencing in in, in the Americas and in, in, in what men are beginning to understand, you know, this is the last kick at the bucket, the last proverbial kick at the bucket, because what's coming down here is all about restoring the balance of life. And I really believe what you were saying, Al, uh, Andy, we're all, we're all the children of Earth. I experienced this in a ceremony, in a fasting ceremony. And, and when I began that ceremony early in the morning, about the afternoon, I had this beautiful experience about being embraced you know by the earth and it's like and, and I, I could hear her saying welcome grandson and that moment changed my whole perspective because she didn't say welcome my Wampanoag grandson she told me welcome grandson which means that anybody who goes back to the earth will be she doesn't she doesn't see this colors and the dynamics of that she doesn't have these hidden agendas she, oh. she blesses everything you know and and, oh. and that's that's the whole point we got to remember that we got to we got to flush that out in ourselves and in our families and our communities and it's in, important that what my brothers are holding here, you know, that's what's going to inspire our communities. That's what's inspiring people like Andy and, and, and our relatives here are, who are holding this circle. It's, it's about time we begin to emerge, re-emerge into this, all the people who have come here. We've tried it their way. We see what the outcomes of that. Now it's time they do it from Turtle Island. Yeah, definitely. And I, I want to say that you were right. Our connection to the earth is our connection to divine feminine. It is Mother Earth. So if once you're connected to the earth, you know, you're, you're pretty much aware of divine feminine subconsciously because you're connected. And I just did a build with Maya about how farm workers are interconnected to the earth, how they've integrated into indigenous culture because they work the land here on Turtle Island itself. And because of that working of the land, that's the interconnected to divine feminine. When you work with wood, when you're a carpet, anytime you work with any type of material, which is everything, everything that's made here, even the metals come from Mother Earth. The plastics, even even though they're a different algorithm, the outcome of it comes from Mother Earth. There's nothing that we touch tangibly that doesn't come from divine feminine energy. Everything that we even can create, we create with the with the elements from divine feminine energy. And really what it is, the key to this is just awareness. Once we're aware as males that no matter how, which way we look at it, it has to deal with divine feminine energy, then that's humbling in and of its own. And that that humbling will create that awareness, will create that 
inner balance, so to speak. Once you can see the connectedness, once you can be awakened to that connectedness. And it's all about ceremony. It's it's definitely all about, and everything is a ceremony. Gathering was a ceremony. I went through a ceremony about a year, maybe two years ago, where I actually received my 111 Shin tattoo. And uh, it had to deal with being in balance. And that's wow. where the, the true healing comes from. Because when that awareness is up, then there's empathy. Then there's, let's work together. How do we how do we fix this problem like we're talking now? Because we, we're in that balance. We, we work within the balance. And, and like Mike said, we weren't always working within the balance. We've been part of this constructed toxic uh, situation we've been in in society we know what it is to be toxic males and what what, what wow. happens is you start to see hey these are errors these are flaws not only personally as a man but as society and if if i can't change the world i will lead by example and spark the brain that will change the world i don't need yeah. to tell you what i'm doing i could show and prove what i'm doing by walking my walk yeah. And, and, and uh, Steve, this becomes our way of life. This is what existed right. before, and this is what's got to exist now. Right. For all of us. It's, it's criminal to pause this conversation. This is beautiful, healing conversation. We're coming to the end of our hour, so this is something we must continue. We have to continue. What, what I would love to do is to just pass it briefly to Mike. Mike, one of your superpowers is helping people like me, you know, completely clueless white guys figure out how to actually implement something I can do in my life to help heal and and move this forward in my own life. As we all uh, know, Andy's got gifts and all uh, that uh, I try and do is encourage people uh, that they have gifts and that they have good hearts and that they need to trust them. Nobody needs to be following anybody. We need to be following Creator. One of the things that uh, Creator has uh, led me over the years that I've walked with my sister and worked with my sister Josephine, walking and working with the water is leading to this walk that I'm about to embark on from the east doorway here to the west uh, doorway. There's a necklace uh, that is uh, coming back and was given to a man that I met in Ottawa. It's an aberrational necklace uh, that was used on the Great Migration. It came from the West and it was told to be brought to the East. And it's connected to the stars and to the star people for navigation. So I, I never knew, uh, I, know, I know where I'm leaving from, but after that, uh, <laughs> I don't know much. So we'll be walking with, I have a partner that's walking with me She's Italian and French. We will be carrying little vials of water around our necks to represent that sacred water of the sacred masculine and the sacred feminine. And she's not uh, native, but as she stands at that doorway, what I've been working on here uh, since 2015 is a correction. She will be announcing uh, that correction of, of what happened here at this doorway. When, when the doorway was imploded uh, by that energy. And so we will be walking from the east to the west uh, with the prophecy songs that have come, the waking up songs, the children of, that are being sent to the earth and the songs that I was told were coming. 
And so we will be beginning that walk on the full moon, the 16th, and making our way uh, in the west direction and connecting up to my sister's migration walks uh, in Matane, Quebec. So that's my part of what I'm being shown. And, and I know each of you beautiful men, you know, the language, uh, my, my brother, so uh, our brothers are so humble with the language. Everything in the language is an action. Everything in the language is a connection to the universe and to our, our work. And our language is so important. Uh, I know a little bit. I thank each of you for speakers uh, of the language. I'm very thankful for that. Thankful to be here today and to be sitting amongst uh, men with, uh, who talk in such a, uh, a way. It's, it's beautiful. Thank you. You really win. Kizimabo <laughs> Thank you very much, Dwayne. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Gisatanamuk. Um, what a pleasure and joy. So uh, I, I can't wait to pick this back up, keep this conversation moving, because... Um, we got to do it. But we've seen it all before, and now we know we can change it, because that's why we were born. We know we are the ones that we have been waiting for. We are the ones Grandma has been praying for. So rise up. Today's episode on the sacred masculine is one very moving and will likely be one of many conversations that we support and host through the Healing and Reconciliation Institute. We thank Andy Cole for his exceptional way of, of gathering this group of men together across Turtle Island, the United States, um, from the, the far Northeast to here on the Central Coast of California. This podcast is copyrighted 2022, the Healing and Reconciliation Institute. Our music is by Lila June Johnston and Lauren Monroe. Technical direction by Alice McGowan and edited by Hunter Wentworth. Administrative support by Suki. We also express our gratitude to our advisor circle and of course our hosts, uh, Maya West and Brian Bellamy and our special guest host today, Andy Cole. Thank you so much for listening. Please consider what it means to give a reciprocal gift of thanks for listening. Uh, when we receive wisdom and knowledge, it's proper and shows a good guest etiquette to do an exchange as a gift in honorarium to our speakers. Today's speakers um, carry the precious wisdom and we invite you to go to our donate now button on our website at hricommunity.org and to make a donation in the honor of our guests today. We'll see you for our next episode next month. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>